This podcast is not run by medical professionals and is not able to replace any kind of professional care or opinion. We recognize self-diagnosis as valid on this podcast and sometimes necessary for several neurodivergent conditions. However, this podcast or its hosts cannot diagnose you. Comorbid Conundrums is a podcast to help build community and awareness around living with mental illness and neurodivergent conditions. I am not a doctor, therapist, or any type of medical provider. I am simply a neurodivergent human sharing my experiences with my own conditions. So with that said, let's get into the podcast. Hey everyone, this is Sam. Welcome back to another episode of Comorbid Conundrums. I'm here today with my friend Grayson, and Grayson, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, Hi, I'm Grayson. I use he, they, though any pronouns are cool, Um, and uh, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, well, so we're going to be talking about um, early diagnosis versus late or self-diagnosis with autism, and so I'm obviously self-diagnosed versus, like, slash late diagnosed, and... Grayson, when were you diagnosed with autism? Uh, from my understanding, I was about three years old. Okay, and so. what made your parents like want to get a diagnosis for you? Well, uh, I said thank you for my first word, and then I just didn't talk for a long time. <laughs> okay, was, so it was yeah. communication that they yeah. were more concerned about? Yeah. Okay. And then afterwards, uh, all I could say was dig em. Digum, digum, because I was obsessed with the catchphrase of the Sugar Smacks mascot, <laughs> which was a cereal that no one eats anymore. <laughs> okay, so your first words were "thank you" and "digum." Yes. How, when did you start talking like more, like like you normally? Know? Quote yeah. Unquote. Um, probably like kindergarten. Okay. Probably kindergarten to first grade. Okay. So, what was school like for you growing up? That's uh, um, elementary school is kind of all over the place. Uh, kindergarten was very kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It was pretty chill. First grade was where I was like, oh, I hate school. Yeah. Because uh, I had a specific teacher who I will not name because I don't know if he's still teaching. <laughs> um, uh, I was we lived we lived in Alabama at the time and. Uh, she was just a bitch. Like, she was just... <laughs> like, she would, like, throw stuff. Oh. Like, because, you know, being a, a five to six-year-old or however old I was, first grader is, like, I guess super hard to deal with. Like, she wasn't trained well enough uh-huh. or something. So, it was just real bad for everyone involved. Like, I would, like, go home and, like, draw me like hurting her and stuff oh like i was a fucking <laughs> i was a demon uh child uh it was, it was real bad I, I think at some point like i told my mom and uh she was pissed yeah <laughs> so it was, it was, a lot of things happened all at once yeah <laughs> did you have a lot of bad teacher experiences or is that kind of one of the only ones that's kind of like the only one that i felt like oh that teacher sucked every other teacher experience i've had was me being the asshole kid <laughs> okay <laughs> like up until like fresh like up until like freshman year i was like the asshole kid or like the obnoxious mm-hmm. kid because i didn't 
I didn't understand what any, anything about social cues because uh-huh. no one told me anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I just had to learn yeah. by myself. Um, and I was a fucking asshole. <laughs> like uh, in freshman year, I think I had a math teacher, or it was a history teacher, and he was like a pretty chill guy. Like he was just trying to do his job, and like I would like fake sleep. Uh-huh. in the class and he would like be like hey kid you need a and then I would be like you know I would just be a dick for <laughs> no reason and every time I look back on that I'm like ooh cringe uh-huh. and I hope he's doing well well yeah like cool <laughs> um, so did you not like school generally no because like it was it I got real Kids are mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are mean, they man. Are. Um, there was a, I think it was middle school, and I was just like sitting in the in the cafeteria room, and like a bunch of kids, like it wasn't maybe three kids or whatever, just came over to my table, and were like, "Hey, hey," and they just started like poking me and stuff, uh-huh. and I was like, "Please stop," mm-hmm. and they just got real physical with me, and then I just like started, mm-hmm. you know pushing them. And yeah, because you know, they were in your space. Yeah, and I was like, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't and then I had attention. Um, yeah. It was the only time I ever got attention. Mm-hmm. Um, what grade was that? I was one of, I want to say like sixth grade or something. Okay, yeah. Was, sixth graders are ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're evil spawns. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I really liked school growing up. I, I think the term is hyperlexic. I... I started reading at, I think, three years old. Um, So I was very, I was considered very, like, intelligent as a child. And so people didn't really, like, think that I was struggling, especially in school, um, because I was very smart and I kind of just kept to myself a lot. And um, there were mean kids, but I never got bullied like that. Yeah. Um, I think mainly because of my anxiety. I mainly just kind of kept to myself a lot more. Did you have any anxiety, like, growing up, or...? Um, I, uh, yeah, 100%. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, I want to say, it was, it was also probably, like, late middle school, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I was in a play, and, th- and I, you know, I, I really like theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. See, except, <laughs> I did theater, too, so, and, yeah. Uh, I... I, I, I liked acting, and so mm-hmm. I was like, "What if I did this play?" And then I realized that, like, I didn't, I like, my mind didn't put in the. Like, I was, I didn't think about there was going to be an audience up until the uh-huh. night of the performance. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna kill it. I'm mm-hmm. the mayor. <laughs> yeah, character. I'm gonna kill this." And I went on stage, and I saw like at least a couple, like a hundred mm-hmm. people, and I was like. Ah! Yeah. No, performance anxiety is Yeah. Real. And, and uh, it was real rough. And then, like, when I went backstage, when my, my stuff, when my line and stuff was over, mm-hmm. I just started crying. Yeah. Like, it was just really, like, it was too much. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, and I saw my mom in the audience, and I was, like, I don't want to disappoint her. Yeah, yeah. And even though, like, arguably she didn't care either way. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. She wants to be there to support me. Yeah. And... It was really weird. And then, like, musical I was mm-hmm. in in high school, 
that was like a completely different ballpark because it was like there were seniors in there and like some of them were just divas yeah for no reason you're in high school mm-hmm. what do you have to be a diva about <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what clout are you do you have in high school mm-hmm. i guess because you're popular yeah. you're popular in the theater department which is not very popular right? like, <laughs> yeah just so weird. I, yeah, I did a private theater group, so it wasn't with school because I was uh, homeschooled at that time. But even in the private theater group, there was, like, the popular clique. And then there was, like, the new kids. And then there was, like, the weirdos. And I don't really know where I fit in. I kind of had just a few random friends. Um, and I think we were part of the weird group, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like, a sophomore mm-hmm. doing that. So I was, like, I did, like, really cringy sophomore things mm-hmm. so I every time I look back on that I'm like ugh it's yeah. awful yeah it was real bad so you had some performance anxiety did you have like social anxiety or or not really I, I, I always like, yeah I don't I kind of just like when I was making friends in school I just like kind of gravitated People kind of gravitated towards me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just there, and they were like, what's up with that weird kid over there? Mm-hmm. Why is he sitting by himself? Yeah. And people would just come over and talk to me, and I was like, hi. Yeah. You're not being mean to me. That's weird. Uh-huh. How are you? And I would try to start up a conversation about, I don't know, whatever I was reading or whatever I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, did you read this newest issue of Superman? And I was like, <laughs> and, and then and they were like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And it was just, like, and eventually I would, like, gain, like, friends. And, yeah. And, and it was it was nice. It was just, eventually, like, we just stopped hanging out because mm-hmm. we never hung out outside of school because we were too uh, scared to ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I That experience is, like, very similar to mine because, like, I was always kind of a loner. Like, I would just sit by myself and read or color or whatever and people just gravitated towards me i never ever in my 20 years of life ever sought out someone else for friendship really everyone else has kind of like come to me or i've been forced to like make friends because of like a specific group or like you know situation like we became friends because we were in the same mental hospital yeah <laughs> and so like there was no one else to talk to so we kind of just like we gravitated towards each right. other because and, you were like oh. right and like there was nothing else to do really i think yeah. that's mainly the reason because yeah. <laughs> if we had like met anywhere else i probably never would have talked to you because i don't talk to anyone unless they talk to me first yeah so but like growing up um i i had a lot i had friends like i had quite a bit of friends like here and there because i i extroverts like always kind of like gravitated towards me because like I was the quiet one and I kind of just nodded along and did whatever they wanted to do so they liked that and so all the extroverts wanted to be my friend because they were like oh they'll do whatever we want like they'll just say yes and go along because I had so much anxiety that I was like afraid to say what I actually wanted to do a hundred percent yeah and I was always afraid that like people wouldn't like what I wanted to do or like I'd get made fun of for what I actually wanted to do or like if I said no that I didn't want to do something that they wouldn't be my friend friend anymore and I like was terrified of losing friends so yeah 
Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, so how did you perceive your differences as a kid, knowing that you were autistic? Um, it was, it was really strange, because, like, I was never formally explained that I had autism. I okay. just kind of found out. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know, I, I had, like... I don't know, I was, like, because my, so my parents are nurses, so I was, like, they have, like, the DMS-5 or whatever. Yeah. And I was, like, what, what is autism? And then they explained it to me. Hmm. And I was, like, oh. So you, so you were diagnosed at three, but then when did you, like, kind of find out that you were autistic? I was probably, like, like, eight or nine. Okay. Or and something. you weren't ever, like, specifically told like, I think they you're had, autistic. I think they had said something, hey, so you have like a mm-hmm. you're different. Yeah. And yeah. like and they didn't like specify what it was. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Cause you know, you trust your parents and Yeah. And uh and then I just kinda was like, but like, what is it though? Yeah. Like when you're a nine or ten year old, you're just like, but like what? Yeah. Though? Why is this though that you're telling me I have? Yeah. And they explained it to me, and I was like, I don't know what most of those words mean. Yeah. But okay. So you didn't really understand like what autism was, or? Yeah, I was just like, oh, I have this now. I have a name for it. Yeah. And then now I'm like, hey, and I get like tell my teachers, I'm like, hey, so like I'm autistic. Uh-huh. I have like things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was. Well, did your teachers know? I don't actually know if they, I don't, it may have been on, like, some, like, documents or mm-hmm. something, but I don't, I don't think they ever, like, they never, like, really treated me differently. Okay, yeah. So it was, like, I, I don't know if they did or not. So. Yeah. So, before you knew, like, before you found out, like, you're autistic and, you know, you kind of have these differences, did you ever think that you were different? Like, before eight or nine, did you ever see yourself as different or, like, view yourself as, like, why am I, like, why are these people doing these things that I'm not or kind of kind of like that yeah like when I was um when I was like I think I was seven and I I was in school it was I don't know what what grade it was probably first or something Mm -hmm. I was it was like we were doing an activity and it was about like some some math related and I was just like but like, why do I? Why I already know how to do this. Uh-huh. Why are you teaching me? <laughs> like yeah. it was very much like, why are we? Like, it was just such a like a, I don't need this. Why uh-huh. are you teaching me? It kind of a thing? yeah, because you wanted to know exactly what the reason was. Yeah, for and they just learning didn't this. Uh-huh. tell me, and I was frustrated. Yeah, I was like, but I already know this. Like, yeah. You, you, uh, oh, yeah. I hate that. I. Well, I don't know if it's, like, I didn't know if it was related to autism or if I just... I, I was I, just better yeah. than uh, most people. Uh. I, yeah. I just, I, when I was a kid, I felt, like, I honestly felt like I was better than people because I, like, was, uh, like, I guess smarter than a lot of people, and I guess that would be the hyperlexia or whatever. Yeah, I never thought um, that. I thought I was but a like, dumb kid. But I hated when people yeah. would tell me how to do stuff or, like, stuff I already knew how to do. Like, mm-hmm. that that was just the biggest That's always frustrating, regardless. Yeah, I think regardless, when people tell you how to do stuff that you already know how to do, it's just, like, really frustrating. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's just, like, an autism thing. That's it's, just a people that's thing. That's just a people thing. But, but, like, related to school and, like, my 
I guess, hyperlexia. Like, I, I hated when I was, like, in school. And I was so bored in school. Like, we would be learning stuff, and I'm like, I already know this. Like, I, I don't know how I know it. I just do. And yeah. it, it was just frustrating. Yeah, it was, like... I was in English class and like I think it was like sophomore or, or junior year. I was like, mm-hmm. I've already read this book like t- mm-hmm. three million times. Yeah. Why are we? Re- why am I reading this again? Yeah. Uh, it was it was very exhausting. Yeah, I would always get really frustrated, especially in high school, because I never understood the point of learning things. Like, I was like, why aren't we learning about taxes or how to do an interview or like how to get a job and like you know practical stuff. Yeah. And I I hated. I loved school because I loved learning things and I loved gaining new information. Yeah. But um, I hated because I, I didn't understand, like, why we needed to learn this random shit. Like, why why weren't we learning practical things? I don't know. Yeah, I just, why do I need, I like, the, the fucking uh, PEMDAS or whatever? Or, well, actually, <laughs> that is kind of yeah. useful. Or, like, or what's a, a better example would be, like, why do I need to know calculus? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why do I specifically need to know calculus? <laughs> okay, so were you good at math? No. Okay. I am that, currently not that, good at math. <laughs> that's, a, I feel like, a huge stereotype that, like, the media yeah, the, has, uh, like... Yeah, the autism gives you good math Yeah, skills. like, if you're autistic, you're really good at math, so you were not no, good at math. I was more of, a, like, I was very good at, like, the English, mm-hmm. or, like, I was very good at the writing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, like, reading parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was... Yeah. I'm super good at those, but everything else kind of mid to not great. At. Yeah, yeah. I think I was pretty average with math. Um, I mean, I, I caught on pretty easily with math. I, I never really enjoyed it. It was kind of just like, I can do this if I, like, try a lot, but I never really struggled too much. But reading and writing, those were, like, my... Uh, like skills like those are my strengths yeah, and I feel math, like that's yeah. really common yeah with math I always was like why do I need to okay. show my work yes oh my god like I would do my I math the in my answer, head if I know the answer mm-hmm. I'll just write it down yeah but <laughs> like, and I always did my math in my head like yeah or I had a calculator or yeah well I, I don't know if I use calculators as much because well, it depends yeah. on like when it's allowed or whatever yeah but um which was stupid because it was like you have a calculator with you 24 mm-hmm. 7 yeah why do I need to know with it in my brain right we have phones that have calculators now I, yeah. I don't think even when I'm adding like basic numbers I still pull out my calculator yeah. just to be sure yeah like I, I don't understand. I, I, I yeah, I, yeah, it's just ridiculous, I think. One of the, I used to work in an uh, elementary school, and one of the biggest things that I wish that kids were taught was, like, you know, at a young age, was, like, how to use a calculator, especially, like, autistic students, because I worked with autistic kids on the spectrum, and one of the things that I taught them, like, was how to use a calculator, because they don't need to know, they don't need to memorize all these multiplication facts, they don't need to memorize how to do long division. Like, th- that's no point. They're mad at me because I'm making them do this math, and there's no point. Like, they're going to forget it in a week because, it, you know, we don't use it. So it's more practical to teach kids how to use a calculator and how to, like, you know, do mental math and, like, more practical math than, like, long division or whatever. I don't know. So I feel like that would be way better for kids, especially, like... I don't know, kids with IEPs, teaching them more practical things, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, that was one of my biggest frustrations in school was like, why Why are we doing this? I don't understand why. <clears throat> it's frustrating as all hell. Yeah. 
how often did you tell people that you were autistic? Um, not very often. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I just, I didn't think that people, everyone needed to know that information. Yeah. Like it wasn't, yeah. it was, it was just, uh, uh, you know, it was just something I was like, not everyone needs to know that. So. Right. I, but like, I think, but a lot of people did find out or at least assumed that mm-hmm. I had autism. So that's why like I got bullied. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, you know, they'd. Well, kids are brutal. They'll see, they'll see someone with a difference that they don't have and then just you know go ham yeah middle school it doesn't like, it doesn't matter if you're autistic or not like if you're yeah. different in any way like kids will just like yeah kids yeah. are brutal and like you know i was always kind of the big kid so it was just like and i never really like fought back so i was kind of an easy target mm-hmm. so i would just be like hey stop please yeah <laughs> yeah it was just really frustrating mm-hmm. to deal with because like for I don't even know how anyone would find out. I guess because uh-huh. I was always so like on the just on the completely different side of like the cafeteria or wherever I was. Yeah. I was always in the back or something. I was just like yeah, minding your own business. Yeah, kind of in the back. Yeah, that's just, where I was just too. Trying to yeah, get to the day. Yeah. Okay, so like you never really told anyone that you were autistic and yeah never unless like a, it was like necessary or yeah it was never like a student i never told like yeah. another person a, a person my age uh, that was autistic mm-hmm. maybe like a teacher or two because they maybe it was important or maybe they asked or something yeah yeah do you tell people nowadays or do you still kind of view it as like something that not people don't really need to know but if it's necessary you'll bring it up kind of thing like yeah like if like i don't know it, I think I de- I definitely mention it more because mm-hmm. that's, I'm, I've become more of, I guess an advocate or mm-hmm. whatever yeah for it and like and I have like other friends besides you that mm-hmm. also have autism yeah. <laughs> like uh, so like yeah and we'll have like discussions about like mm-hmm. how that affected our lives and whatever yeah but it's it's definitely important yeah I think that I mean. On Instagram, I tell people I'm autistic because that's like my job. But, um, <laughs> but like in real life, I don't ever tell people that I'm autistic or I'm self-diagnosed autistic or like I'm in the process of getting diagnosed. Like yeah. I, I never tell people that, um, mainly because I have a lot of like imposter syndrome and like I don't, again, like I don't feel like that information's necessary. Like, um, to tell if I'm just like, you know, meeting someone and we're just having a conversation or whatever. But I will tell people like if I'm, you know, trying to be friends with them and like trying to make connections, like I'll tell them, especially because um, I want them to be aware of like my communication differences and like my energy levels. And like, you know, if I tell them that I don't want to hang out, it's not personal. It's like, I don't have the energy. Yeah, I just kind of thing. I just need a day. Yeah. Yeah, and so like I, I'll tell people when it's like I want them to be aware of like my support needs yeah. or like my like limitations, but yeah, I don't really end up I don't really go around telling people. Definitely. If you're looking for support groups or just a neurodivergent centered discussion page, download the ShareSpace app and search for my name, Divergent Dino. You can join my free discussion page or even subscribe to a support group that focuses on social anxiety, being trans, dealing with tics, and more. These subscription-based groups will give you access to exclusive content, 
support peers going through the same life experiences, and even the ability to create Zoom support calls. Subscribing to a group helps support me and allows me to continue sharing my experiences online. It also gives you a way to connect with others on a more personal level. ShareSpace is a great app that focuses on destigmatizing mental health, and I'm very excited to see where this goes. I'm not the only creator on ShareSpace either. You can find other creators or even licensed psychologists. You can ask me or other people questions, ask for support, and make friends without being hassled by Instagram ads. So download the free app and come chat with me. I hope to see you there. How does your autism affect your relationships? Well... <laughs> with people. With people. With anyone. Does it affect relationships or do you kind of like... Feel like it it definitely does. Because like... Um, specifically with like family and stuff. Because like... Not that like... I, I don't want to say that my family is in any way ableist or something. Mm -hmm. But like... There's definitely like... Like, my brothers, like, mm -hmm. they always kind of, like, poke fun of that I have. Like, they, like, mm -hmm. say, oh, you like got Like, kind of your differences. Yeah. Or... Like, mm -hmm. hey, you got the tism. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, it is, it's, like, and, like, it is, like, a part of me. Like, mm -hmm. that, that is, like, like, I can't get rid of it. So, yeah. I was, like, might as well, like, make fun of it, I guess. But, mm -hmm. like, it, it, like, you know, some days I'm, like, I don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't I don't need that right now. Yeah. Cuz like I already feel like a fucking like I already feel different from everyone else. I don't need to be made fun of for it. Yeah. Uh I try to tell them that and they're just like, "Yeah, but like yeah, fuck it." You know. Mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. it's sometimes and like it, it, Yeah, sometimes that can be too much. Yeah, and I I think I think uh my older brother is a bit more like understanding mm -hmm. where he's like, "Yeah, okay, kid." I mm -hmm. got you. Whatever. Little brothers are fucking asshole. <laughs> well, like, little brothers are. Little well, like brothers. I don't even know why he just is. <laughs> like I don't know what happened. Yeah. Just, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it it definitely affects like at least familial relationships at the moment. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you if it would affect like romantic relationships. Never been one, so I don't know. Maybe. Uh huh. But I I don't. I'm not sure. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, like generally, it's like people are like, okay, like not, like because I think as much as like autism has a stigma, mm -hmm. it's definitely become more, I guess, normalized. Mm -hmm. Like least, people are more aware of. Yeah, what are aware autism of it, actually is. Yeah, rather than like the 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 way it's portrayed in like shows. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think for me, like when I was little. Um, I didn't know I was autistic and I just thought I was kind of weird. I, people would call me, um, as, quirky. I was quirky. Yeah. Everyone said I was just quirky. I was unique. Um, my siblings particularly would make fun of my differences a lot and they would call me weird and you know, they would kind of poke fun at like the stuff I'd like to do or, um, if I like was stimming or like I was like really interested in like uh, something that was like happening or whatever because of like, you know, whatever. They would make fun of me and call me weird or like make fun of me and laugh. And so I kind of learned like as a very young child learned to kind of hide 
that part of me, especially because, like, at school, people would, like, make fun of the interests I had because they would say, like, oh, that's, like, little kids like that stuff. Or, like, that's really weird. Like, no one, like, especially the uh, boys aren't going to like you if you do that. Yeah, a lot of people said the <laughs> I same was, thing to me. I was yeah. told that by my mom. I was told that by, like, other people in my life. Like, a lot of adults, like, oh, boys aren't going to like you if you do that. And I was, like, 10 or even younger, even. And, like... I was very fortunate to not have, like, those kinds of adults. Mm-hmm. Like, it it was always other kids that said that to me. Where yeah. Where it was like, oh, why are you reading this, you fucking loser? Yeah. Yeah, it was always, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like... I'm very fortunate to have very supportive adults and, yeah. and all that. So. I know. I wish I, I had a little bit more support from adults in my life as a child. Um, I I learned to mask at a very, very young age because of emotionally immature parents. Yeah, and, same. Um, like, I, I, I was not allowed to show my discomfort or my emotions in any way pretty much unless it was like joy or happiness i would be told if i was crying i'd be told to go to my room or i need to deal with that by myself like that's my problem and i i i'm bothering other people by crying or i'm bothering other people by being upset by something or if i got angry like i would get in trouble because something was bothering me and no one ever like tried to figure out why i was angry or like why i was upset and I think some of that was because I was the oldest child and I was kind of put on this like, not a pedestal, but like, definitely not a pedestal, but like, um, I was kind of put on like- This bar. Yeah, like I, this bar of like, I need to set an example for my younger siblings. And so I learned very young that like, I I can't do this stuff that my little siblings are doing because I'm older than them. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, if they're doing it, I can't do it. So if they're crying and making a ruckus about the texture of their food, I can't do that. Even if, you know, even if I feel the same way. Yeah, which is, you know, obviously bullshit. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up uh, uh, up until like three years ago. That was my life. And I felt very like not able to show my true self with pretty much anyone. And I feel like it affected relationships because I wasn't able to be authentic and I, you know, I kind of just did whatever everyone else wanted to do. Yeah. And it like, it's kind of like different from your experience of like people poking fun at like your differences and like your autism because they knew right. That you're mm-hmm. autistic for me. It was like people would make fun of me because, but they didn't know what was going on. They yeah. just thought I was a weirdo or just, yeah. they just thought I was like, different i was called like socially awkward like all my friends were like you're just really awkward like really really awkward and so i thought i was just like an awkward person i didn't really know like why all why everyone my whole life just thought i was a weirdo and like kind of awkward so yeah yeah that's that's completely understandable yeah (laughs) so um kind of going along with that did you like do you think you had any trauma growing up related to, I don't know, being, like, feeling like you were different or being bullied or, you know, kind of pretty much anything um, like that? Well, it was, 
first grade teacher who shall not be named. Yeah. Definitely that. Was yeah, that like, sounds traumatic, especially as a first grader. Um, uh, me and my family, we used to, we used to go to church and mm-hmm. there was, you know, we have Sunday school, which was mm-hmm. just like, it was like in a massive, it was in a massive room. It was like the size of like a, like a, a house almost uh-huh. it was it was massive it was and it was just in this like it was just a debt like a table with like a couple chairs mm-hmm. and like a projector screen and like maybe like three two or three adults mm-hmm. and they'd just be talking about you know whatever church people talk about yeah and you know and i don't know if they knew I had autism, but they were definitely, like, treated me differently from the other kids. Yeah. Like, they, they would say stuff like, oh, you're, you know, you're different. You're, uh-huh. you're... Special. Yeah, yeah. I hated they, that word. And, yeah, me too. And, like, I, I feel like one time they said that I might go to hell or something. Oh, my God. Like, I don't I don't know if that was, if that's true or that's uh-huh. just me remembering. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was definitely, like not a great experience because like it's just like really i just felt really weird when i was there yeah like, f- like the adults felt off mm-hmm. uh just really strange yeah. the only reason you should ever go to church is because the food <laughs> the food yeah like pot especially lots. like in the south where it's just like a bunch of nice like, mm-hmm. a bunch of old ladies cooking yeah like, it's just the best yeah it's the only reason you should ever go <laughs> Well, I mean, I grew up in Sunday school as well, and I'm trying to think if I ever felt off. Um, I kind of felt like Sunday school was my safe place, honestly, because, like, um, you know, in in my Sunday school, we did, like, singing and, like, dancing and stuff for, like, you know, little kids or whatever, and I I always loved that part because, like, I loved dancing, especially as, like, a kid. And so that was kind of, like, you know, I was able to, like, be, like, weird and fun yeah. at, at Sunday Without school. Without being ostracized. Yeah. Because um, everyone else was doing it too. And so and I always felt like the Sunday school teachers were really nice and like no one was mean in Sunday school. Like the kids, you know, they were on their best behavior because they didn't want to get in trouble. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like Sunday school was like kind of my safe space um, up until like middle school, <laughs> of course. Middle school then it got once you're in like the youth group age, then it's like yeah. all hell breaks loose just, in church. <laughs> it's just, just a mess. Worst. But yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, I have some religious trauma relating to purity culture and like how yeah. how my mom kind of raised me in the church, and I have a lot of trauma related to that. But like specifically, like Sunday school itself, or like the leaders or whatever. I I think it was. I don't know. I, I really liked it as a kid. It was fun. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so pertaining to, like, autism itself, like, did you experience, like, do you feel like you have any traumatic, like, events in, like, school or even your family that were kind of, like, because, like, I was treated so differently because I'm autistic that, like, it was honestly, like, traumatizing. Do you have, have any, like, um, emo- like uh, memories or feelings like that? You don't have to get, like... I don't. I don't. I don't actually know if anything specific to autism. Mm-hmm. There's always things that are just symptoms of having autism. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. Like, like, like what? Like um, uh, I I want I asked someone out, 
to homecoming mm-hmm. and they rejected me mm-hmm. and they were just like not interested and like I couldn't handle that yeah I was just like and then I went anyway which I probably shouldn't have yeah and I caused a scene oh. like I crushed like a, a glass in my hand <laughs> oh my god and started laughing like a, it was full on like Joker-esque laugh I wow. was having a mental breakdown and yeah. then, like, I just started crying and screaming at people. It was really bad. Yeah. And then, like, I calmed down. I sat outside. It was raining. Yeah. And, uh, uh like, an older girl, uh, her name was Isis. I never saw her again after that day. And uh, she was like, hey, you want to go for a walk? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anything but here. Yeah. And then we went, ar- went on a walk around the school, and I was just like, Wow, that was that was like, like nice. Like yeah. someone was like nice to me. <laughs> it was very wow. weird. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like extremely difficult. Yeah. I, I've never done anything that extreme, but I definitely feel the like rejection. Like when whenever I've been rejected by someone or or like that it feels like your whole like body is like falling apart or like your brain is falling apart yeah honestly it's not a good time no so yeah i was real bad yeah yeah and that sounds traumatic honestly the whole event yeah yeah i feel like i mean i have a lot of trauma relating to my mother but um specifically in like regards to how i was able to like show my emotions and like be my kind of like authentic self i feel like that in its in and of itself was traumatizing because i you know i was made to feel that my emotion didn't matter and so you know that that is traumatic for a child and so and i feel like that relates to being autistic because like um my emotions are such a huge part of me like i feel emotions so heavily and so as a kid when you're not able to you know show your interests or show your emotions with people that you think or people that you think are there for you and love you like your parents or your siblings you know like you grow up and you look back and you're like wow that was really awful of them and you kind of you feel like distant from them almost because of how they treated you as a kid yeah you know I'm fortunate to have like pretty good family yeah so I'm like don't have as much as you do Mm -hmm. but it's it it does like happen sometimes mostly my dad I think uh, yeah (laughs) I think I mean families are families and I feel like everyone has their moments yeah but you know I, I wish I had more supporting parents kind of like you did growing up. You're very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say or like about autism, about neurodivergence, diagnosis, any last comments? Um, find people you're comfortable to be around uh-huh. and open up to those people, you know? It's, yeah. It's important to find people uh, that love and support you unconditionally. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like chosen family yeah, is 100%. so important. And that's like that's a big thing in the LGBTQ community. But it's also like I think 
big for neurodivergent people as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good, like, so reminder. So thank you, Grayson, for talking with me about autism and uh, yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, See you around. Yeah. Bye, everyone.